Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. Last week on the show, I talked about the grand opening of the Armstrong Institute of Biblical Archaeology in Jerusalem. I was listening back to this show uh, recently after recording it. I like to try to evaluate myself or maybe catch some mistakes that I made. And I did make a rather shocking mistake in that episode. I called... Yigal Shiloh, <laughs> a prime minister of Israel. He was actually an archaeologist that Herbert W. Armstrong supported in excavating in Israel. Actually, uh, Mr. Armstrong visited President Yitzhak Navon in Israel at his home. And it seems like maybe... Yitzhak Navon's home at that time was the building right next door to our new biblical archaeology building. So there's actually a sign out on the sidewalk outside that building next door. And it tells us a little bit about Yitzhak Navon. I meant to say Mr. Armstrong visited Yitzhak Navon at his home, not Yigal Shiloh. It's amazing what you will say, though, in, <laughs> when a microphone is in front of your face. Here's what this sign says outside that building. Yitzhak Navon. In this building lived Yitzhak Navon, 1921 to 2015. Israel's fifth president, minister of education and culture, David Ben-Gurion's confidant, gifted writer, teacher, and educator, a peace-loving man of vision and achievements. The years of his presidency were of relentless effort to narrow the socioeconomic gaps and to promote social cohesion in Israel's multicultural society. Basically, Yitzhak Navon tried to bring peace. That's why Mr. Armstrong visited with him. That's why Mr. Armstrong visited with so many leaders of Israel, basically all of them, all of the presidents and prime ministers during the time that he was traveling there. So it was Yitzhak Navon. I have sent my producer, Parker Campbell, into the archives to ferret out this mistake and blot it out as if it never happened. So if you want to catch a piece of history, go ahead and download that podcast now before the error is corrected. Anyways, there was a really awesome concert here on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College in Edmond, Oklahoma, last Thursday night. It was Gentry, which is short for Gentleman Trio, a three outstanding singers from Utah. Casey Elliott, Brad Robbins, and Bradley Quinn Lever. They performed a truly unique program, 
and they were accompanied by a piano and five stringed instruments. They put together a lot of popular songs. They would mash them all into one, or they would just sing them normally from time to time. At one point in the show, the pianist took suggestions from the audience, and he combined Dancing Queen and Oklahoma into one soundtrack. He had just a couple minutes to put this together in his head, and then he performed it on the stage in front of everybody. I've never seen anything like it. Really just an outstanding show. I got chills many times throughout. Um, my wife, who generally is very slow to spend money, bought two of their CDs. So that ought to give you an idea of how good she thought it was. Gentry, gent, the Gentleman Trio. What a rousing start to the 24th season of the Armstrong International Cultural Foundations concert series. You really do yourself a favor and find them on YouTube. G-E-N-T-R-I. Find them on YouTube. They have music videos. They have, obviously, just their music there as well. Just absolutely unbelievable how good that was. Now, something I noticed from that concert is just how special this prelude is that they hand out to everyone who comes in to attend the concert. This prelude, it's, it's like a concert brochure. There's a lot we can learn from it. And I do wonder what people who are not familiar with God's work think when they read through this prelude. At the very beginning, it has a letter from the founder and chairman of the Armstrong International Cultural Foundation, Mr. Gerald Flurry. And he writes, Armstrong Auditorium is more than a college auditorium or concert hall. We could not have justified producing a structure of this magnificence for college purposes alone. Isn't that an interesting statement? Doesn't that show the outward focus of this work? The fact that we are not just here to build pretty buildings for our own pleasure, for, for our own enjoyment. It's meant to give. We do use Armstrong Auditorium to give. Mr. Flurry continues, this auditorium has been made possible by special gifts from members of the Philadelphia Church of God as a monument to the honor and glory of the living God at the present headquarters of his church and his work. Now imagine being a concert goer who is not familiar with God's work and reading a statement like that. A building built to glorify God? It is the headquarters of God's church and God's work? What does that mean? There would be a lot of questions when reading something like that. Is there only one true church? Does God only have one work on earth today? 
These are questions that perhaps some concert goers might have when they read through the prelude of this concert series. Mr. Flurry continues in this letter in the, in the prelude, God's way of life is that of serving, giving, sharing. It is therefore our purpose and desire to share the benefits of this edifice on frequent occasions as a cultural contribution to the community. Again, it's all about serving, giving, and sharing. Generally eight or nine times a year, the general public comes in to attend concerts at Armstrong Auditorium. And during the work day, every week, the gates are wide open. If people want to drive in, take a quick look around, they can stop by the Hall of Administration, front desk, and ask for a tour. And someone will gladly give that tour. This, this prelude to the concert series talks about the Armstrong Foundation and how it promotes the best of the human spirit. It says, our mission is to help realize the human potential aid human achievement and support humanitarian projects around the world, regardless of race or religion. Now it really is special to think about something like this, a mission to give a mission to unite mankind. And somehow a concert series is part of this that really ought to make people ask some questions when they read this. What is this all about? This prelude says some may wonder why a church would support the performing arts. Cultural and performing arts are the highest expression of the human spirit, which glorifies and dignifies God who created it. Concerts, lectures, and all other presentations are designed to inspire the auditorium guest to cultivate and develop the human potential resident within everyone. In short, to promote the best of the human spirit. Now, just think about that. Will concert goers be stirred? Will their spirit be affected by going to Armstrong Auditorium? Whether it's for a concert or a public lecture, we've had a lot of prominent leaders in the community from around the world, ambassadors of foreign nations and such, give lectures at Armstrong Auditorium. Some of the performers in the concert series have given lectures open to the public. So there are plenty of opportunities for the public to go to Armstrong Auditorium and be impacted, maybe to be stirred to develop their human potential. Now, this is an important point about the right kind of music. It really can 
positively benefit, uplift, impact the human spirit. There is an example of this in the Bible. First uh, Samuel chapter 16, King Saul of Israel asked for the young David to come to his courtroom. And so David appeared before King Saul. Verse 21 says, he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. That's David pledging allegiance to the king, loving the king, serving the king as just a very young man, probably still a teenager. First Samuel 16, verse 22. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, let David, I pray you stand before me for he has found favor in my sight. So Saul wanted David to stick around. He asked permission from David's father, Jesse, to let David stay for a while. And then verse 23, and it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Now, it, it can be easy to maybe get confused about a part of this verse. It talks about the evil spirit from God. God has never created any evil spirits. He never created demons. But God did allow King Saul to be afflicted by a demon because Saul was rebelling against God. Saul was not fulfilling his mission as the king over God's nation. And so Saul was cursed by this demonic influence. He could not find peace. His mind was being ravaged by a demon. And look at how it was fixed. Look at how he finally received relief. David played on the harp. David refreshed King Saul and made him well. And that evil spirit left his mind. That is the value of godly music. That is the value of the right kind of music, the music that is performed at the Armstrong International Cultural Foundation concert series. Music that can cause the human spirit to soar. We have a lot of epic music at pcg.church. You can sign in there and go to the music archive. And I would highly recommend just regularly listening to good music. Music with uplifting, encouraging lyrics and music itself, the, the notes itself, themselves. That really does help stay positive, stay on track mentally. It does uplift the human spirit. Now, God's work does teach a lot about the right kind of music. Mr. Ryan Malone has written a booklet titled How God Values Music. You can order that for free. You can read it online for free as well at thetrumpet.com. How God Values Music. God created beautiful music. 
God loves to see beautiful music performed at Armstrong Auditorium and anywhere else. Notice this statement in the concert series prelude, this brochure that every concert goer received just the other night. The mission of the Armstrong International Cultural Foundation's Performing Arts Series is to champion Oklahoma as a world-class center for the arts by bringing monumental cultural experiences to the heartland of America. Over 50% of the cost of the series is subsidized by the Philadelphia Church of God. Now that is staggering. If a concert goer reads that, won't he be affected in some way? Who has heard of such a thing? Why is this taking place here in the middle of Oklahoma? Why is the church taking on most of the cost of these concerts? Well, it does make concerts much cheaper to attend for the concert goer. The tickets would cost so much more if all of the cost burden was put on the concert goer. This is proof that we are putting on this concert series to give. It is not generally a very lucrative endeavor. It is, it is not a moneymaker, but it is a necessary part of God's work. It is a way to showcase the best of the human spirit and to uplift people's spirits, to cause them to be more positive, to be more happy, to be inspired to achieve something special in their own lives as well. Now, this prelude also talks about our involvement in Jerusalem archaeology. It talks about our history carrying on the legacy of Herbert W. Armstrong. And it also talks about the beauty of Armstrong Auditorium with materials from Great Britain, Turkey, all over America, Australia, Azerbaijan, France, and Germany. It is a world-class auditorium. It's a place where we often joke that when you visit it for the first time, you're going to strain your neck from looking up, looking all around, in wonderment at the beauty. This, this is a, really a callback to another example in the Bible that is very unique. 1 Kings 10, verse 1, And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Eternal, she came to prove him with hard questions. Now that, that does happen. People who go to these concerts do have questions. They'll ask questions to our college students who are dressed to the highest standard and are really just a, a smiling, positive example as well. 
And and so they they get asked questions too. They have to be ready to give the right answer. First Kings 10 verse 3 and Solomon told her all all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. Verse 4 and when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built. Notice here, the list goes on and on. What queen, the queen of Sheba is impacted by. Yes, Solomon gave a good answer, but she also was blown away by the temple, by the house for God. And, and here's what else. First Kings 10 Verse five, and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel and his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the eternal. Here's her reaction. There was no more spirit in her. <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite clear what that last part means. Um, maybe she fainted or maybe... She was just dumbstruck by all that she saw and literally left speechless for at least a little bit. Maybe she had the wind knocked out of her and she <laughs> literally had her breath taken away for a little bit. That is the impact that a beautiful building full of beautiful, happy people showcasing the very best music in the world can have on these concert goers. Verse eight says, happy are your men. Happy are these your servants, which stand continually before you and that hear your wisdom. Then she says, verse nine, blessed be the eternal, your God who delighted in you to set you on the throne of Israel because the eternal loved Israel forever, therefore made he you king to do judgment and justice. The beauty of God's house, the music, the smiles, the uplifting atmosphere, the showcasing of the human spirit, the very best of the human spirit could cause people to praise God. All the glory for all of this goes to God. God is the one who raised all this up. God raised the ruins of the work done through Mr. Armstrong, who also had an impactful concert series in his community. This work is going strong and a lot of people are going to see that. They're going to have questions. And some of them are even going to praise God as a result of what they see at this concert series. And what a blessing to be a part of it. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.